Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. Here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. This is episode number three. Tres. Very. <laughs> <laughs> if you never did a Spanish ac- like accent or just don't ever talk Spanish again. <laughs> just don't do that. My, my goodness. Okay. Restart that. Yeah. We need to take this from the top again. Uh, anyways, uh, Nick will uh, not talk Spanish anymore. No comprende. Um, okay. We're, see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but hey, so we're super excited. We, um, we just, as we're recording this, we had just launched the podcast this week, getting great feedback on it yep. already. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to continue these conversations because to be honest with you, the first episode that people heard, I mean, I don't even think we really jumped that deep into anything. We kind of went over just cursory oh, yeah. over some things. 50,000 foot view, just scratching the surface of that matter. Yeah. And I mean, there's guys that were like, hey, man, I listened to this and had the best leg workout. And I was like, this is science, man. Testosterone <laughs> goes up by 500% and your squat will increase. And he messaged me back, actually. Oh. He was like, he goes, I actually did have one of the, one of the best <laughs> leg workouts I had in a long time. Yes. Uh, and I was like, bro, I told you, dude. Just science. Anthony Fauci said it, right? <laughs> Trust the science. Um, so um, anyways, today we're going to start jumping into more, I don't know if we want to call it the framework, but really where we believe everything starts with identity. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's to, in this whole conversation, it is, it is the absolute foundation. And that's why we call it in the Iron Society, the foundation, because we have the foundation, we have fitness, we have faith, and then we have family in that order. To be it's built a, in that order. Yes. Exactly. It is a blueprint. And that is what when we talk to guys, we tell them, You're, we're giving you the blueprint. Don't violate this blueprint. It would be like saying, here's the blueprint for the house, and then you start framing before you ever have a foundation. Yeah. It, it's stupid. Not Don't good. do it. You have to have your foundation, which is you have to solidify your identity. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we teach, guys. And that's honestly what starts to cause transformation quite literally within 48 hours. As soon as guys start to knock that out. Yeah, they start to see change. No, that's the key. As soon as those guys start applying themselves and using that identity piece and applying that to the areas of their life, we're seeing transformation super quick. Yes. Now, there's an aspect to where you need to keep building upon that. Right. The house isn't built. Yes. You get the foundation, and you can start to see some progress, but you've got to keep laying on the next steps. Yes. And that's why I even I put a little short on YouTube this week. Right. Like shout out to Jocko Willink. Right. I love discipline. Sure. I think discipline discipline is part of freedom. Discipline is not freedom, right? Discipline is part of freedom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I and I put this video out and it started popping off on on YouTube. And I don't know if it's because I tagged Jocko in it or something, but I I I have essentially said identity, then discipline. Ah. Right? Because 
you could start to be disciplined in all the wrong things. Oh, yeah. You got to know who you are first. Right? And that's why guys that follow Jocko, God bless Jocko. I know I'm not talking crap on Jocko. No. I, I've read his books. As soon Fantastic. as, I, I mean, I want to go to a muster. I, yep. I would I would hang out. I mean, I'd go shoot bows with him. I love the guy. Yep. Right? But you start to watch Jocko's disciples, essentially, and they become little Jockos. Right? Even though they might not all, they might not value a lot of the same things he values. Mm. Right? And this mm-hmm. is where I think believers, this is why the Iron Society exists. For a believer, their values don't align with Jocko's values. Sure. Right? They might have the value of freedom and some family stuff, but where's the faith in that? Yeah. Right? Where's the faith in what Jocko talks about? Yeah. And so, and that's why I said identity, then discipline. Because if you start to be disciplined and just you start to grab at the different disciplines, discipline will work and it will form you into something. Yep. But it will form you into something you may not be called or designed to be. And that's where if it's just discipline and go, I'm like, and this is why guys that even say, you just vision first, vision, and then you start going. And I'm like, no, if you don't know what you value or who you are, you might have a vision for something and start pursuing something that is not aligned with your values. Yeah. And that's why guys can build these beautiful careers, beautiful businesses, get the relationship, get the money. And what do they still feel? Empty. Empty. Because they had vision first and never established their identity, which is who they are, mm-hmm. what they value, and how they'll show up. Mm-hmm. And so they got everything that their vision said they wanted, mm-hmm. but they were still empty because there was a disconnect between who they were and what they were pursuing. Sure. So it's the same with discipline. It's the same with vision. They are needed aspects in the process. But if you do not start with vi- identity, you will be lost forever. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I like it. So... That's where we're going to start talking about today, is identity. So we call it the identity code. We call it the identity right? code. This foundations yep. course. Yep. Walking you through your identity code. Tell me more about that. I'm the new guy in the room. Yeah. What, what the heck is this identity code that yep. you're talking about? So we call it the identity code because a, a code, right? A code is like a standard of ethics. It's mm-hmm. a standard of living, okay. essentially, right? It's like, it's the code by which you live. Um. And we call it the identity code because it is it is the code of who you are. Now, first and foremost, let me let me go let me go back to just big picture identity why it's so important, and then move it into the code. All right, right? and we'll talk about what I talk about a lot. I give the analogy of two smokers, right? Two smokers, and we talked about this on episode one, but I want to reiterate it for somebody that may not have heard it. If somebody is trying to quit smoking, first of all, there's only a five to ten percent success rate. Ouch! Piss poor. Yep. Right. If I go up to somebody who's trying to quit smoking and give them a cigarette, they're going to say, I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit, man. The second person will decline it and say, I'm, I'm either no, thanks. I don't smoke or I'm not a smoker. Yep. Right. They reject it based on an identity statement. Mm -hmm. Right. And one person is all about behavior modification and the other person is making a decision based out of who they are and how they operate. Right. Check. Um, So this is, you could equate that to discipline, right? Discipline for all intents and purposes, is behavior modification. Certainly. You do need discipline, though, right? Um, Discipline is what creates that positive feedback loop and teaches your brain about this new identity that you're embracing. Giving you consistency more than anything. Yes. In a sense. Yes. And and right before we record this, we were working out. I was on the phone. We signed up two more members of the Iron Society. Yep. Super exciting, right? And one of the guys I was talking to about, um, I said, hey, gun to your head. You have 60 seconds to tell me in clear, meaningful words who you are, what you value, and how you will show up every day of your life. 
could you do it? And he's like, I think I could do a pretty good job. And I just was just straight up with him. I said, what you probably call a pretty good job, I would call a failing grade, mm. right? 99% of men, I would go as far as 99.9% of men in churches, guys that follow Jesus. If I say, who are you? What do you value? How will you show up? Or I ask them, right? Even if I, and you know, I mean, you have your identity code. But if I was just to go up to a guy in a church and say, what is your identity? What, what are they probably going to say? I'm a follower of Jesus. Right? I'm married to so-and-so, and I do this for a living. I'm, yeah. And I, I got two kids. Yeah. They start telling me your work, how just, many kids you have, yeah. who you're married to. Just and General stuff. You At a cocktail party, you're going to, right? you know, someone asks you, oh, what do you do? Yeah. Totally uninspiring. That's typically what people associate who they are is with what they do. Yes. And that's why guys get so thrown around when they lose their career, mm-hmm, right? And, mm-hmm. and dude, I had my identity code when we lost our positions as firefighters and mm-hmm. I got thrown into a tailspin, sure. right? And that's when I had to really lean into my identity code because when you're a firefighter, I mean, if you're a in military, any kind of PD, law enforcement, anything like that, yeah. it is so much a part of who you are oh, yeah. that if you lose that, and that's why we see a lot of veterans afterward just start to lose it yeah. because they lose a part of who they are yep. because that was part of their identity. Um, but if, if we don't clearly define this, you just you have no foundation to to build on, yep. right? And this is why it's the first thing when you join the Iron Society, you spend the first three weeks going through this blueprint of defining in clear, meaningful language who you are, what you value, and how you'll show up, right? So to talk about the first part, who you are, right? There's in our framework we we give guys the outline of all those things. And I'll, I'll go ahead and read mine. I'll pull mine up on my computer right now. And actually, I think it'd be cool for both of us to read our codes. Sure. Just the first part. Yep. Okay. So the who I am, right? Now, this is the beginning part of my code. It's the first third of my code. My name is Cody Ray Chapman. I'm a son of God born with a purpose that cannot be stolen from me. I'm the son of Anthony Chapman, the man who gave me my greatest gifts. I'm the husband of Stephanie Chapman, my hero. I'm the father of Elijah, Judah, Luke, Callie, Uriah, and Caleb Chapman, my arrows. I am a challenger, encourager, and exhorter. I am set apart and born to win. Love it. That's, that is the first, that is who I am. Yep. Right. And I'll, I'll break that. We'll break that down a little bit here in a minute. Okay. But now, now read the first part of your code. Sure. My name is Nicholas Noble Milligan. I am son of God created in his image to dominate and subdue the earth for his glory. I am the son of Randall Ray Milligan, who sacrificed much for me. I am the husband of Jessica Milligan, my one and only. I am the father of Mackenzie and Deegan, my fiery arrows, and I am more than a conqueror, tenacious, and a builder. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit to live in light of Christ in all of life. Bam. Boom. Right? Just just even that. Like It always happens when I hear another guy read his freaking code, dude. (laughs) I swear to you. And I've told you this before. Like, when your brother did mm-hmm. his and mm-hmm. sent it in the video in the group, like I teared up. Yep. Whenever I see a guy read his freaking code, like I get goosebumps thinking about it. There's something about when a man with conviction in clear, powerful language yes. is like, this is who I am. Just think about what that does to the enemy. Oh, it scares the crap right? out of him. Right. Right. Like I, one of my favorite audios on a reel is like, be the kind of man that yeah. in the mo- when your feet hit the floor in the morning, the devil's like, oh, oh crap. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. Right. And that's every day. Like, I'm convinced the enemy does that when I get out of bed. He's Heck like, yeah. crap, Cody woke up again, mm-hmm. you know. But let's break this down. So, the first part is our name, 
right? Sure. There, there is power in our name. There's yep. because there's power in our words. There's power in our name. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years, I did not know what my name meant. I, I went to a, one of the first services I went to at a church years ago, like 15 years ago. This pastor is talking about the power of names, and he was talking about the power of the names of God, right? Okay. Like um, Jehovah Jireh, right. Jehovah Rapha, like all these different names that God has for himself. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about his son's names, right? Sons like his, his son's names were like Justin, Noah, Wesley, Zachary. And the, dude, the, the, those names mean something incredible. Like they're all super incredible. So I went and looked up my name. I'd never known what my name meant. Right. And I went and looked it up. And the first definition that popped up, I'm like, there's no way this is the definition of my name. Like, <laughs> because these other names that I had heard. I remember this being good, but <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it is. So I'm excited to hear it again. These other names were like mighty one, right? And like my son, Elijah, right? His name means uh, Jehovah is God. Yeah. Right. J- Judah's name means praise and thanksgiving. Callie's name means beautiful, and that's why her name is Callie Grace, because we, were, we wanted her name to say beautiful grace, uh-huh. right? Um, all of our kids' names have these really, really strong meanings. Uh, my name means Let's hear it. cushion. That's right. Cushion. <laughs> that's so good. Or in some languages, it means pillow, <laughs> right? Better. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You have all these super strong, and my name means cushion. And then as I started to, like, okay, how can I make this mean something to me, yeah. right? Um, I started to think, what does a pillow do? Brings you comfort. Comfort, support. Support. It's, sure. it's something you can go to for rest, yeah. right? And then my middle name, Ray, means um, protecting discerner, mm. right? And so when I, when I say my name in the morning, my name is Cody Ray Chapman. One of the things that I am uh, reminding myself of is every morning, my name is Cody Ray Chapman. I'm reminding myself, I am a support, I bring rest to people, and I'm a protecting discerner. I like it. Right? And so I go into my day remembering that, right? Um, so that's, that's who you are. Because I think all of us were named what we were named on purpose. Even if, I mean, we, none of us chose our name, but we have to remind ourselves of who we are. Yep. Second, we have to remind ourselves that we are a son of God, okay? And the reason I say son of God is because a lot of people like to go through this, you know, go through life and be like, I'm just a slave of God, right? Because Paul, Paul said some stuff in the New Testament where it's like, we're slaves of this and slaves of that. And, sure. you know, there, there is a theological side where, we, where that is true. But in our most true sense of who we are to God, we are sons of God. Yes. We are sons, not slaves, right? Correct. Um, and being a son of God, sonship, there are all kinds of things that come with that. Oh, right? massive. And that's why, like, if I'm ever worried about money or this or that, I'm like, I remind myself, my dad owns everything. Yep. And he really likes me. Cattle on a thousand hills or something like exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and furthermore, God doesn't just love me. He likes me. <laughs> I, think a lot of, I think a lot of men and a lot of Christians in general, they know God loves them, mm. but they're not convinced God likes them. Mm. Like, oh, no, no, no. God loves me, but he sees all my sin, and so I don't know if he likes me. No, no, no. God not only loves you, he likes you. Yeah. Right? But for me, when I say I'm a son of God born with a purpose that cannot be stolen from me, the reason those words are so powerful to me is my mom got pregnant with me when she was 19. Okay. She went to go have an abortion with me. Mm. She was in the clinic to get the abortion done, and Mm. she said, mind you, my mom's not a believer at this point, right? She said, something told me to get up and walk out of the room. (laughs) 
Something told me. Terrible. She told me this when I was 14 years old. Wow. She stood up, started to walk out. As soon as she opened the door to walk out, the doctor comes out, says, Robin, she looks back, keeps walking. Mm. Praise God. So every day when I say this, I was born with a purpose that could not be stolen from me. It reminds me that the devil knew there was something in my future that was threatening him. And so he was trying to take me out before I ever had a chance. Yep. And not only did God protect me, the devil failed. Yep. And every morning when I read that part of my code to me, it reminds me, hey, bro, the devil tried taking you out and failed. And that proves there is a purpose inside of you that will never be stolen from you. Amen. And don't you dare forfeit it yourself, right? Um, what about yours? What about when, when I, tell for, me yours. Talk for me, yours. it's just the creation mandate, right? Like yeah. Adam was created to, to dominate and subdue the earth. Yep. Like that was the job. I'm, I'm very much a doer. Yeah. And so I see myself as a son of the king who he created from dust, right? Mm-hmm. Makes me a bride from my side. Yep. Puts us here on earth to do work. Yep. Whether that's physical work, whether that's mental work, whether that's loving and serving somebody, a body, you know, the church. Uh, I just, to me, that's, that's my MO. Yep. That's, that's, and, and that's why, this is the other part of the code. Right, we hold people accountable to their identity code, not to their behavior. Right. So, if you knowing your code, because I know that about you, mm-hmm. if you ever start walking through a situation, because we, I mean, we see each other six days a week, sometimes sure. seven, right? Very often. If I ever see you in a situation where you start having a victim mentality, where mm-hmm. you start kind of rolling over, where it's a, I can't win, I can't make progress here. Mm-hmm. What I can do is I can remind you, hey Nick, you're a son of God. And you were born to dominate and subdue. Yep. Stop acting this way because it's not who you are. And the beauty of that is so great because you are not trying to convince me otherwise, right? You're not trying to convince me of something. This is something that I've already identified. Yes. That's what God's called me to, right? So yes. you're, you're reminding me. Yep. You're coming alongside and encouraging me, not, not condemning me. Hey, why are you acting like that? Hey, what's going on? da 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 it's a, hey, man, I know you know that this is who you are, and you're not currently acting like that. What's going on? Yep. How can I help? Yep. How can I encourage you? How can I love on you for a minute here and pick you back up and let's get going? Right. And we want to, speak, we want to talk about encouraging one another and sharpening one another and uh-huh. speaking life. What more powerful words can you say to somebody than to remind them of the things they have said about themselves yeah. in this regard? It's a declaration. Hundred percent, right? Yeah, like we talk about the Declaration of Independence and how great this document is, which it is. Yes, but how important is it for a man to declare to the world, to his bride, to his children, to those around him, "This is who I am." Yeah, and then be willing to be held accountable to that. Hundred percent for the best possible reasons in yes. every situation. Yep. Right. Yep. Love it. Yeah. So that's, that's like who you are, your name, you're a son of God. And then for me, I am the son of Anthony Chapman, the man who gave me my greatest gifts. Right. And again, dad, if you're listening to this, I love you. You know, I love you. Right. And the truth is, I mean, I said in the first episode, like my dad was super, my dad worked his ass off for us. Like 
graveyard shifts, swing shifts, overtimes to put money on the frickin' in the bank account and food on the table. Yep. Right. But because he was so busy and you know, the state of like the marriage in the house that I grew up in, my dad just didn't, he just didn't teach me a lot of the things that I wish he would have taught me. Right. And, and like the example of marriage that I saw, the example of masculinity and all of that, I saw some really good examples, but I also saw some examples of things that I didn't want. Right. Sure. And so that's why I say he's the man who gave me my greatest gifts because he didn't only just teach me how to work and grind, but he also showed me like when I looked at the, the marriage between him and my mom and mom, I love you too. Um, I saw something that I didn't want. Sure. Right. And to me, instead of, because some people, what they do is they grow up and they're like, I'm so traumatized and all of this, which part of it is trauma. And I've had to process that. Right. I don't want to, I do not want to down like downplay that. That is a traumatic experience and you have to work through that. Sure. The way I worked through it is one, I forgave them, but two, I looked at that and I said, what a gift, what a gift that I grew up in a place where when I was growing through it, it was not great. Mm Mm-hmm. But what a gift that I got to see the example of something I didn't want. And I, in my head, even as like a five, six, 10, 12, 16 year old, be like, okay, what do I want to create? Yeah. What's the opposite of this? And that is a, an absolute gift. It's all about perspective, right? You can, you can grow up in a house where everything's perfect and whatever, and, and you know that that's technically the route that you're supposed to go. But there's always that rebellious side of, of people that yeah. want to like, well, what happens if I go dabble over here and whatnot? You got to see what the downsides were in that specific scenario. Yep. Right. You already knew eh, this doesn't end well. Yes. Period. Yep. I'm not even going to entertain, you know, messing around with this aspect of life in yeah. any way. I want my marriage to look like X, Y, Z. So I'm going to head this direction, which is the opposite of what I experience right that is that is a gift that's a and i think a really healthy way to look at it as well yeah and i love the point that you made that you forgave them right like there's there is that aspect that i think so many people struggle with uh when they experience difficulties in relationships or whatever it is you know especially with those that are closest to you your parents your siblings so on and so forth you know we we often are hurt by those that we're closest to and care about the most and it's difficult sometimes, I think, to forgive people. And yet, out of that, so much good comes from it because you gain a, a different, a new perspective that helps influence who you are and who you want to become. Yeah. So and, and I would I would take it a step further, too, especially for men. Well, it's for everybody, but I want to talk to the men because obviously we talk to men. You will relate to your heavenly father mm. in some form or fashion in a very similar way that you relate to your earthly father. Sure. And if you are holding resentment and unforgiveness and bitterness toward your earthly father, you will unconsciously, subconsciously, you will start to relate to your heavenly father in a very similar way. Hmm. When things don't go right, when you don't get what you pray for, when, when things go sideways, you'll get pissed off at God the same way you got pissed off at your heavenly father. Hmm. And this is one of the reasons why I had to put these kind of things in here about my dad. Gotcha. Because if I, if I looked at my dad and I did not reconcile this some way and I didn't work through the damage and the trauma that was in my own soul from this, mm-hmm. I would carry that towards my heavenly father. And there are, there's times when like, I mean, 
I, I have conversations with the Lord where I catch myself relating to God as I do my earthly dad, mm. right? Like, come on, God, where are you right now? Sure. Right? Where are you? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm relating to him like my, my, like my earthly father, mm. right? So guys have to work through this. You have to reconcile this. Yep. And, and you have to find the blessing that your father was. And even if you were in an abusive relationship, verbally, physically, whatever, I get it sucked and I get it hurt and I get it was traumatizing and all of those things. You have to forgive and you have to find what God was trying to do in that earthly, in that earthly father. You have to find it. And that, I know that will probably trigger some people, piss some people off, but Cody, you don't know what the hell I went through with my dad. I don't. But what I do know is that God works all things together for the good of those yep. who love him and are called according to his purpose. Even your crappy, broken childhood, he can redeem and use for his glory. Yep. But as long as you remain walled off from it, right, whatever you hide, you will never get healed from. We were just talking about the other night about leg legacy mindset, right? Yep. Eternity mindset. I think there's an aspect there in what you just said that is important for people to keep in mind. Yeah. As they move forward, what is the legacy that they want to build? Is it one of resentment? Is it one of this emotional baggage they want to carry through into the next generation? Or do they want to set a new trajectory for their family and for eternity? 100%. Yeah. Yep. And it's the way we do that is empowered by our identity, mm -hmm. not trying to fight against something we hate. Right. Right. Those are two completely motivations in life. Yeah. One is saying, I hate this person. I don't want to do this. And so, gosh dang it, I'm going to do everything I can to do the opposite. Right. Right. And that is like such a wounded warrior way to fight. Mm -hmm. Instead of reconciling it, getting healed, and moving forward saying, no, no, this is who I am. This is actually a blessing. And I'm going to move forward from that blessing. Yeah. Right. So the next part of the code, I'm the husband of Stephanie Chapman, my hero. Obviously, it's talking about my wife. And after after our first child was born was the first time I called my wife my hero. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah, my God. Witnessing like, that. I love I, I love tough as nails. Right? I loved my wife, dude. And I just remember like seeing that and I'm like, you've hot damn. Yeah. Like what you just went through for nine months. And then, I mean, our first, our first labor was like 48 hours, watching her go through all of that pain, all of that suffering to deliver our first baby boy. I was like, you are my hero. Yep. And then to watch her go through six other pregnancies, one miscarriage in there, and deliver six, five other kids, So because we have six kids, I'm like, you're my hero. Yep. Like, I think I experience pain in some things. No, no, no. I've never carried and pushed a human out of my body, <laughs> right? And the reason this specific line in here is for, for our wives, mm -hmm. because even the conversations I had with like two of these gentlemen today that just signed up, hearing them talk about their wife is not in the best light, mm. right? Not it's, honoring. It's not the, yeah, it's not honoring. It's not the worst light, yeah. but it's not the best, right? So every morning when I wake up and I read out loud to myself, I'm the husband of Stephanie Chapman, my hero. Where it sets my mind is in this place of, bro, you better honor, serve, and work your tail off mm -hmm. for this 
daughter of God and gift that you've received. Absolutely. Right? And every morning when every man reads his code to himself and reminds himself of whose he is with regard to his bride, it sets your mind and your spirit and your heart in a, in a direction and on a trajectory where you, you will start to honor your wife and love your wife better just by reminding yourself of who she is like this. Right. Because what do you what do you call Jess in yours? My one and only. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I, you know, while we've never had an issue in our marriage with infidelity or anything like that. Yeah. It's one thing I've always wanted to reassure her of, though. Yep. That I respect her to the point where that is never, ever has been never going to be a question. Yep. She she worries enough in life. And that's something that, you know, God's been working on with her. Yeah. And she's been, you know doing better and better with as we've uh, been together now for almost 20 years this year. And I tell you what, I, I never wanted her to worry in any way, shape or form about that aspect. I wanted her to be confident that her man was only hers. Yeah. Right. And on top of that, let's say that you guys started to go through a rough patch. Let's just say, sure. Right. If you are still reading this every morning to yourself and reminding yourself that she is your one and only, how much less are the chances do you think that you would ever entertain an emotional affair or a physical affair with another woman? No. Would not happen. No. Because you're reminding yourself every day, yeah, yeah, we might be going through a rough patch, but th- she is my one and only. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're reminding yourself of this. Yeah, there's and, no question. And this is why these words that you choose, right? We give you the blueprint for this, mm-hmm. but this is why the words that you choose are so powerful. Very personalized. Very, very personalized. Very intentional. It, it, it's the other aspect we haven't said yet, that it's a living document. Yes. That's the beauty of it. This, as we go through, and you'll see more of it or hear more about it, this can be adjusted and modified as you identify different areas in your life that you might be wrestling with. Or that maybe you've you've kind of overcome this aspect of life and it's no longer an issue and you don't necessarily need to address that every day per se. That's that's the beautiful part about this that will be uh, that living document that is completely editable as time goes on. But that that piece in there for me that'll always be there. Yeah. That's just yeah. And that's where like you everyone listening will see a big difference between the last section which we call our protocols. Mm-hmm. You, we'll see a massive difference between your protocols and my protocols. Yeah. Because I've had mine for years now. Yeah. And so I've edited mine and changed mine so much over the years because it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's a living document. And the blueprint that we give everyone is the place to start. Mm-hmm. But from there, like we were even talking to a guy last night, right, on the Iron Society Weekly Call. He was, he's having trouble with some negative self-talk, thinking he's a failure and thinking his family right. would be better off without him and all these things. Right. And we encouraged him and said, hey – you need to write a line in your code, a custom line of code yep. for yourself yep. to combat this mm-hmm. and remind yourself every friggin' day mm-hmm. that this is not true. This is not who you are. And that's, that's the beauty of this. After you get the foundation piece done of this, you can start to really customize this and make it so unique to you, which just makes it more powerful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So after that, right, I'm the father of Elijah Duke, Elijah, Judah, Luke, Callie, Uriah, and Caleb Chapman, my arrows. For me, right, it reminds me, these are my kiddos, right? These are the ones, this is part of my motivation for doing everything I do. And for me, I call them my arrows because I know that I am training them up and discipling them to release them. I am not trying to hoard them 
in my home all of my life. I, like the purpose of discipling them and raising them in my head is I'm going to launch you off to go be a force for the kingdom. Yeah. Right. Callie, I'm going to, I'm going to dude. I'm going to, we're going to launch that arrow into the world to go be one of the best wives and mamas that the world's ever seen. Absolutely. Right. Like all of my boys, I always say, we're not trying to raise boys. We're trying to raise men over here. Yep. Right. Uh, that's what people are always like. Oh, I'm just trying to trying to raise some good boys. And I'm like, well, that's probably why they're gonna gonna go grow up and live in your basement playing <laughs> Minecraft or Call of Duty because you raised boys, right? I'm reminding myself, no, they're my arrows. I'm yeah. I'm training men over here. Oh, I love that line. That's why I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I added fiery in there just to give it a, a little flair, but but because you know I want my kids to go set the world on fire, right? I I want them to to lead culture, not follow it. Yeah. And so if they got to burn it down first, cool. You know what I mean? That's absolutely a little addition there. But yeah. yeah, I loved it. I love it. Then the next part is three specific words that describe who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I say I'm a challenger, encourager, and exhorter. Accurate. Accurate. Right. <laughs> um, and what we have guys do is message like five close friends. Yep. Talk to your wife and hey, give me three words that you think really describe me. And these are people that have known you for a while. Yeah. And everybody that came back to me um, gave me a combination of these or a couple of these. And if you've been following me on social media for any amount of time, or you are around me for any amount of time, there is no doubt in your head. This is true about me. Even if I tried not to do these things, I would do these things. I will challenge the status quo. I will challenge how you think I will challenge how you live. I do it the same way for myself, right? I challenge the way I think I challenge the way I live. And at the same time, I will encourage the crap out of you. And it's interesting because people sometimes, they'll either love it or they'll hate it. 100%. Right? Like some people don't want to be challenged. Yeah. Some people are totally okay with just being average. Yep. Or sub-average. Yep. They just don't want to be pushed. Yeah. Right? But that's one reason I really enjoy being around you is because mm-hmm. you are calling those around you to more. Yep. Right? And that's why, you know, when I sent my messages, uh, requests out to different friends and whatnot, you know, I got back stuff. The number one one was tenacious. Yeah. Everybody, like almost everybody had that as You're one You're freaking bulldog, bro. Well, you know, do what I can, you know. But, you know, and then more and conquer. And then I actually kind of summed up the builder part, and it's kind of too full for me. I'm literally building my second house right now, and I've, I've been a part of some other stuff. I am not a builder by trade, but I am taking on a big project, building a house for my family here. And I needed to encourage myself in that. To, to remind myself that I can do that. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm con- uh, tenacious and more than a conqueror, but I needed to have that extra layer of confidence as I was going into this season of taking on this really big project that I hadn't done this style of building before. And here in the state with no contacts and all the things like I needed that extra layer in there for me, but I'm also a builder of men. Like, yep. Bible talks about being a fisher of men. I'm just kind of tweaking that a little bit and yeah. like builder of men. I want to see other men built up for the kingdom, for kingdom purposes. Yeah. So, yeah. So these three words just always remind you every single day of who you are because we live in a world that desperately wants to conform you to their definition of who you should be. Yep. Right. I mean, you want to talk about, I, I don't know how many people I have pissed off on social media or in person because of my personality. Sure. And what what I could easily do is say, ah, you know what? I really need to I need to change who I am. I got to be softer. Mm-hmm. I got to be more I got to and and some of those things are wise, 
right? Some of those things are wise. Context, how things are said, when they're said, all sure. of those things. That's wisdom. But if I removed these things from who, like from my life, I would quite literally not be who I've been designed to be. Yeah. And when a guy starts to edit who he is when it comes to these types of things, he can literally lose who he is. And that's why it's so important to remind that. It takes away so much of who you are, right? You, you ultimately become submissive and passive is the, is the, is the problem. Right. Yeah. That's, and that's what we're seeing in culture. Guys giving up their ability to lead. Yep. They're, they're passing the buck. They're staying home longer. They're not getting married. They're not taking on responsibility. They're not working, so on and so forth. Like, ultimately, they're choosing to go, eh, somebody else can do it. Yeah. I'll just take the handout. Yep. Because they've never defined it clearly who they are. Yeah. They're allowing culture and those around them to dictate whether you know whether they had that rough upbringing or whatever that somehow something's telling them that they can't do and so they're like oh okay i guess i can't yep and if you do not define who you are culture and circumstance well, they'll do it for you will do it every yep. single time every well, single time supposedly men can have babies nowadays but i, 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 I guess so i've i've yet to figure out how i could have one yeah um last part for me, I say I am set apart and born to win. This, this line is literally in there as a self-exhortation, Good. right? And I remind myself that I'm set apart and born to win. Like, I mean, and this, that particular line for me got put in just about one year ago. All right. that, that line was never in my code before. Mm. Um, I had a guy, Sammy Johnson, Shout out, Sammy. I know you're not listening to this, but I'll just give you a shout out anyway. <laughs> lives, in, lives in Nashville. Okay. Um, I hired him as a coach and <clears throat> was, I mean, so great. And I remember him looking at me because I was super confused at this time. Uh, I, when I was living in Idaho, I was you know, not a firefighter, not connected with, in the community, in my church. I was just feeling so lost. Yeah. And, I mean, I was in, I was in probably the second hardest spot financially we've ever been in. And just struggling, trying to figure out how the heck do I dig myself out of this, right? And he looked at me on one of our Zoom calls and was like, hey, bro, I just need to remind you, you are set apart and born to win. Nice. And I was like, dang, dude, you're so right. Like, I am. I'm set apart and born to win. Yep. And it every time I read this to myself in the morning, thank you, Sammy, it, it just reminds me, like, no matter what I face today, no matter what I faced yesterday, no matter what is going to come, I am set apart and born to win. Yeah. Like, and so if anything bad happens, because, right, like we just read in our Iron Society devotionals the other day, because we're going through First and Second Peter right now, um, don't, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes upon you as if something, you know, weird was happening. Yep. Right? The, things, crap's going to happen. It is. Right? Well, I, I, I don't wake up in the morning expecting it, I just, but I know stuff's going to happen. It'll hit the fan eventually. Yes. But even when that does happen, I look at it and I'm like, huh, interesting. What a gift. Because, like, I don't know, I'm set apart and born to win. So that, the fact that I'm facing this right now, gosh, this must be trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Or this, this must be some kind of gift in, like, wrapped in crappy wrapping paper. Because I'm born to win. So this is not the kind of stuff that my life is consumed with. It changes your thought process, right? 100%. How you... How you uh tackle whatever situation you face if you come at it with that mindset instead of oh me woe is me oh i'm the victim i'm the whatever like your whole mentality 
it's shifted. Yep. And now what's yours real quick? Because I want to make a point about something. So mine's that I'm empowered. Let me pull this back up. Let's do this line up. I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to live in light of Christ in all of life. Okay, cool. So like both of ours, it 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 is it's it's a very empowering, encouraging, exhortative type of statement. Sure. Right. I remember it was about a year and a half ago. I was walking a guy that I was coaching through his code. It got to this line, and it took – he never actually completed it. Mm. Mentally, he was such in this place, he, he thought so terribly of himself, yeah. he could not think of one good thing to say about himself. And I literally I, – I was – we're talking, and I'm like – Bro, just tell me one. Tell me one thing you like about yourself. Mm. Tell me one good thing about yourself. And he could not, for the life of him, come up with something. Man. And even when he did come up with something, he he literally told me. He said, I, "I'm having trouble even saying it out loud." And that is when I started to realize. How many Christian men are walking around, walking into church, going home, trying to lead their families? And they think they're piles of crap. They believe in the lie. Right? They're, they think they're piles of crap. Yep. Partially because some churches and some communities focus so much on the fact that you're a dirty, rotten sinner. And they walk around there, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. And if you're listening to this and that's the theology you subscribe to, that you are a sinner saved by grace, you cannot simultaneously hold the identity of sinner and righteousness of God. You cannot simultaneously hold the identity of sinner and son of God. It's theologically impossible. Change your word out. I was. What, it, it, that's exactly a sinner it. saved by grace. But what happens to men, they hear all of this, you're a dirty, rotten sinner, you're garbage, you're this, you're that. And, I'm, and you even look at Paul in Scripture, right? Because some people point to Paul in Scripture. And it's like, look, look how he talks about himself. This is, Paul is, Paul, I, I probably would not have been very good friends with Paul. <laughs> he, dude, he dogs on himself all the time. And I'm like, Paul. Chill the heck out, dude. Like seriously, right? Like this is like you see Paul's humanity in that. This is not describing theology. This sure. is part of Paul's humanity coming out, seeing himself as the wretch that he was. I was gonna say, you know, he realized how wrong he had it. Yes, right. But he literally had his eyes opened, reopened. Yes, to see what he could and should be. Yes, and so I think he, that weighed heavily on him. Yes, and sure. there's a difference between. Be living in a state of gratitude for the mercy and the grace that you have received because of all of those things. Yes. And holding on to all of those things, like that's still who you are. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Right. Right. And every guy that's listening to this, I would just encourage you like, dude, you might sin. Well, not you might. I you know will. you sin. Yeah. But your identity is not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God. You're set apart. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's who you are. Yeah. And this is this particular line in the code. This is the purpose of this. It is to remind us who we are according to our Father. Yeah. Right. And yours is reminding yourself that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. And I actually have a line later in my protocols about that. Mm -hmm. But both of us, this is a reminder to us every single day of who we are in our Father's eyes. Yep. And that is so powerful to wake up every day, read it out loud, and go through our day remembering all of these things, who we are, we're a son of God, who, who our father was, and what a blessing that was, who our bride is, and what she means to us, who our kids are, and what they mean to us, and all of these things. It is so powerful.
Extremely. To, to remind yourself, I don't know, I equate it a little bit to uh, a notion I heard on humility, right? God, cre- we are created beings. God is the creator. There is an aspect that we often forget that we need, we need something, right? We need a creator. We need a God. We need something more than us. We don't have all the answers. We don't have it figured out. We are so finite. We need sleep every night. We can't function without sleep, right? That should show us right there our humility. You know, that should humble us. Yeah. Right? And I think it's the same thing for us to remind ourselves who we are. We need that to put us in a position to succeed, to work out, you know, what God has for us in our lives, to, to obtain the goals that he set for us. Yeah. You know, our, the plans that he has for us, that he knew, he, he says he knew us before we were even in our mother's, while we were in our mother's womb, yep. right? Like, he knows every step we're going to take, good or bad, everything we're going to choose, wrong or right. At the end of the day, though, for us to align ourselves, that, that's what the Bible talks about, you know, prayer is, is not so God aligns with us. It's so we align ourselves with God. Yeah. And for us to identify who we are in Christ, first and foremost, yep. and what he's calling us to and how we're going to show up allows us to realign ourselves every day, every morning, and say, hey, God, thank you for another day. Here we go. Yep. This is how I'm going to do it yet again. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's beautiful. And, and this is all of the detail. And we only went through the first section of the code. We'll probably bang out the second two sections next week. But again, to bring this full circle, if we were to go ask a Christian man, what's your identity, right? I've heard a thousand times this answer. My identity is in Christ. And I look at them and I'm like, cool story, bro. What's that mean? What else you got? Like, what is, yeah. really? Is that going to empower you to make better decisions today? Is that going to empower you to be a better husband, father? It can. It if, can. If that's for- the summary of all the things, and you actually know the, all the rest, but sure. But but most dudes don't. Most do not. And they say, my identity is in Christ. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. First of all, I, yes, your identity is in Christ, and I, you're, you should actually more rightly be associating that with your position, mm. right? Because scripture, we are hidden in Christ. We are seated in heavenly places, yeah. right? That's our position. Yeah. That's our position as sons, right? We, we get his imparted righteousness. Yes, but like, this puts a clear laser point, razor sharp tip. Yes. And because of that, it empowers you to live. And that's what we see in the Iron Society. To do battle. Yes. That's what it is. Every friggin' day. That's what life day. is. It's yes. battle. Yes. We have to battle our own flesh. We have to battle the enemy. We have to battle all the circumstances that we encounter. Right? There's always something trying to blow us off our course. Yep. And we have to keep making those course adjustments. Yeah. And that's what that is every morning. Every morning. Let me adjust. Let me or get Or multiple right. times a day, dude. It's certainly. How many guys in the Iron Society, yep. even last night, mentioned, yep. right? It's like, I started to do this. And what did they do? Read their code. They read their code. Yep. They reminded themselves who they are, what they value, and how they'll show up. It is a, it is a compass for living. 
There you go. Right. And well, originally, when I first came out with this years ago, it was called the Iron Compass. Oh, interesting. Um, yes. Because, I mean, it's no, it's no secret. I've done the Iron Society a few times, man. Um, and every single time, the Lord refined it a little more. But it, yep. originally, it was called the Iron Compass. Nice. Um, I, I can see it in my head, the design I had for yeah. it right now. <laughs> um, but guys, okay, I know we're at 46 minutes, which is longer than we normally go. Uh, but next, the next couple of weeks, we're going to go over the values and protocols. Uh, and we'll go over some other things about the code. But for this, the big takeaway here is you need to define this for yourself. Yes. And we walked you through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the Iron Society, we give you the entire blueprint, the, I mean, the, the, the PDFs to fill out and everything to where you can make a custom one for yourself. So if you're in a place where you're hearing all of this and you haven't even heard, you've heard one third of it. You haven't even heard the whole thing. Yep. But if you start to realize right now, holy cow, my life could be so different if I could clearly define who I am, what I value, and how I'll show up, you need to be in the Iron Society. I just signed, we just signed up two more guys today, yep. right? I mean, there are more and more guys coming and realizing, okay, like my marriage might be good, but it could be great if I knew who I was. Absolutely. Right? My business is good, but it could be better. I, could lo- I'm, I love my kids okay, but I could love them even better. I'm a, good, I'm a good Christian, but I could be a really powerful force for the kingdom if I know these things. Um, if that's you, you need to get your butt in the Iron Society. Reach out to us. We will get you in. Um, and your life quite literally will never be the same. I, I guarantee it at this point. Have we said, as we've said before, we're not meant to do this life alone. God yeah. himself is three in one, right? Yep. We're created for community. Yeah. To be a part of the Iron Society isn't just you get this framework. I mean, all, all the things we've talked about is good and great, but part of it is just standing shoulder to shoulder with another brother and encouraging them, showing them the way, but then getting to encourage the next guy. Yep. We all bring our own perspective and our own, you know, aspects of life that we've walked through already and get to get to encourage one another in that. So yeah. there's there's so much benefit to it. At the, at the expense that it is, is nothing compared yeah. to the value that it delivers. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you cannot clearly define these things that we are talking about today, you need to. Yes. You need to. Yes. So you need to get your butt in the Iron Society. So reach out to us. We'll get you in. But uh, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, hanging out with us. And we look forward to next week when we're going to talk about values and protocols. So we will see you next week. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.